Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everybody and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hell World. I am Mike Rains, aka Poker and Politics, and I am joined as always by Sarge. Hello from the internet. It's to our intro music's credit that I dance every and the mysterious L. A buongiorno, me beautiful babies. <laughs> the globe-trotting L. Just you never know what country he's in this time. Is that we... Australian? It could have been. I. Yeah, that was my hottest Mel Gibson. Race. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was it? What? Was it anti-Semitic? Happened. You're gonna have to get more anti-Semitic for Mel Gibson. So, more anti-Semitic than the Holocaust ever happened. Oh boy. Is uh, that the level he's at? Uh, Mel's Mel's pretty dark. Mel is not good. Uh, it's uh, it, it is to his credit that uh, in the upcoming episodes of uh, Follow the Cabal that we'll be covering in the Cabal and Bonus Content series, uh, he's there's a bunch of fake quotes from him that you don't know are fake unless you actually do research on them because he could say anything and you'd be like, yeah, Mel could say that. He's pretty I, bad. I heard that Cabal and Bonus Content is pretty good. Yeah, I hear it's some of our best yet. Uh, I will honestly say that episode two is one of the funniest things that we've done i really enjoyed it and <laughs> it was I, a ton of fun it was a I, lot of fun to make yeah and i i am not saying this as your standard grasping desperate podcaster trying to wring your five dollars out of your hands uh, i'm saying this because i laughed a lot during that uh, episode and it was just very enjoyable okay well moment of sincerity over i'm going to have to ask you to once again tell it to them like one of those desperate podcasters trying to squeeze their five dollars from them (laughs) and tell the folks at home 
how they can get access to our glorious bonus content. Uh, our glorious bonus content can be found at uh, patreon.com slash poker politics. Uh, if you subscribe at the $5 or higher level, you will get access to all our bonus content, which at the moment is the Cabalan series where me and the gang uh, go over a uh, fall of the cabal and just how totally off the rails and delusional uh, it is and how scary it is that this thing was a radicalizing agent for people. And uh, I also have my own solo uh, gig on the JFK assassination because that's what I would obviously do called the foulest deed. And uh, episode one's already up. Episode two will be going up this week, covering more of the actual timeline of events as they happened uh, on that uh, terrible Friday through the weekend in Dallas in 1963. So if you have any interest in that kind of stuff, um, by all means, please uh, give us a shot. And uh, some people have done that already and are very, very uh, grateful for that. Uh, beyond beyond all that, uh, my other uh, endeavors in social media involving ha- having been challenged to a charity boxing match by Jordan Sather. Uh, he is uh, gotten to the point where he is literally punchy and he called out all kinds of people. Will Sommer, <laughs> uh, Colin Holbeck, the guy who what? did the HBO documentary. And as he was saying all these various names, he threw poker and politics in there also. The Jordan Sather wants to Engage in fisticuffs with me. With congratulations, giant, with congratulations. giant padded gloves. So, uh, are you gonna are you gonna battle this guy in the in the ring? Uh, no, no, I'm not going to battle this guy in the ring. Uh, if he wishes to engage in physical violence with me, I have elected Sarge as my champion. Step <laughs> in the ring. You will fight Jordan Sather What's... to the perhaps to the death for charity, as it were, should Man. this event ever happen. Put immediately on the spot. What's Jordan Sather's weight class? Uh, scrawny. He's not that big. He's not that big of a dude. <laughs> so, is that an official weight class? Uh, yeah, he's a scrawny weight. Yeah, uh, I, I won the Golden Gloves boxing scrawny back in uh, 46. Old Sarge has only boxed once, and it was exhausting. It was probably the most exhausting thing I've ever done. I, I'm guessing I'm the only man on the pod with any boxing experience. Which well, is yeah, and, and also I have the body shape of King Hippo, but without any of the, <laughs> the boxing acumen of King Hippo, so I can, I can see why I was not tapped to be a champion. Yeah, L's pants would fall down around his ankles and allow Sather to hit him with oh, a series man. of body shots, as it were. Uh, what I would is he say, the photographer? Which one's the photographer? Uh, the photographer's Geddes, Martin Geddes. Okay, he has me banned, so I forgot about him. Yeah, Sather's the guy that wants everyone wow. to drink Miracle Mineral Solution because he thinks that bleach cures all your ails. It's a real shame that Sarge can't can't challenge uh, his nemesis to a photography contest. Yeah, I like Ooh, my chances. Brother, we're gonna snap so much beautiful <laughs> image. Before he blocked me, his like his his photo at the top of his stupid page was like of his dirty laundry. Uh, it was fucking awful. Uh, I'll fight this guy if he mans up and drinks a bunch of bleach right at the start of the fight. If he takes a big old gulp of bleach. Anytime, anywhere. If he like practices oh, man, what he preaches, that's foolhardiness. That, that bleach is going to turn him into Popeye. <laughs> <laughs> Bing, boom. So, yeah. Oh, God. yeah. It was bleach for Sather is spinach to Popeye. Exactly right. It's his secret fuel. It's his underdog power pill. It's all kinds of old timey references. It's uh, it's the potion that turns him into super chicken. How you like that one? Boom. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> Wow. Wow. That one almost got by me. It was so obscure. 
I totally whiffed on me. That went way in the center field. That was a base hit for L because I had no idea. But uh, what I was going to say is uh, the logistics and all of this stuff of a celebrity boxing match are impossible and also will not happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, The far more logical and reasonable thing for him to do in his desperate effort to clout chase to catch Ghost Ezra, who has usurped him as the anonymous QAnon grifting king, would be to fight me in an internet poker match which we could do very easily online and this is the thing jordan uh your odds of winning are about 30 percent 30 percent happens a lot there's a lot of luck in poker it's in my goddamn screen name if i lose i'm humiliated if you lose it means nothing you fought me at my best possible sport or whatever you want to call poker and you lost tough break so this is a literal what we call in the poker community a free roll there is no risk to you if you lose no one cares If you win, you dunked on me. You crushed me. So if you want to do this weird clout chasing thing where you call me out, then by gum, let's play some poker. That'd be fine with me because I'm not going to get in the ring. I mean, Uh, before you commit to anything, even even something that is sort of your field of expertise, I would say that you you would probably have to have some sort of say in picking the charity that you guys are donating to. I do Mm. not trust QAnon to pick a charity (laughs) worth donating to. Yeah, I, I, we're we're gonna do uh, love146.org, and he's gonna do like kill all the liberals pack or something. So, yeah, I the, challenge the, I, like, him the, to the Aryan Boys and Girls Club. The yikes! <laughs> yeah. uh, I challenge him to ski ball at the Charles Entertainment cheeses of your choice. If he's allowed to get within a hundred feet of one, I I am so happy you said entertainment cheeses. That is the hardcore Chuck E. Cheese reference that I don't think a lot of people get. So I approve. I mean, it's the man's name. You I know. Respect him. You you went government on Chuck E. Cheese. I appreciate that. That's pretty hardcore. Uh, yes, we're here for cheese. Uh, one Charles Entertainment Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, uh, my son! Put hands a- up, you dirty rat! <laughs> <laughs> my son's gonna be so mad when he finds out what his name was based off of. It's gonna be like, really? you named me after an animatronic rat. Yeah, that's your name, Charles. Charles Entertainment Cheese Reigns, as it were. I uh, do. I do have a friend who gave their uh, son the middle name of Rock and Roll. So you know, th- weirder things have happened. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh. I guess he just yeah. <laughs> anyway, are we, are we we ready to drive this year uh, this year jalopy into the the borders of Hell World? Because if so, I believe we have a little something we got to play on the radio first. Yeah. That sounds like a plan. Content warning: The Adventures in Hell World podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. So, uh, yeah, our f- fun and frivolity with Mr. Sather, uh, notwithstanding, um, we've had uh, more wackiness happen this week because that's what life is like when you're living in hell world and dealing with a political party that is now completely in thrall with Donald Trump, who is completely enthralled with QAnon and uses their bullshit to explain how he lost the election. Yeah, and- it's 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 really incredible because in, in a little peeky do behind the curtain, when we were going over what headlines to discuss this week, uh, I, I sort of foolishly brought up uh, why we should be discussing something if it didn't have a QAnon angle. But at this point in the, the timeline of all this Q bullshit, the Republican Party just sort of is embracing Q. It's not like... 
it's no longer on the outside fringes of the 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 party as it was before. It's getting pulled closer and closer to the core, which is just uh, pure insanity. So at this point, it's just sort of like, hey, are the Republicans in the news for any reason? Well, guess what? There's probably a Q angle to it. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, and our Q latches on to whatever they're saying. So our, our first news item is Liz Cheney who, from my understanding, went up and said, hey, we need to divorce ourselves from Donald Trump. And basically, the GOP got up and walked out to all but one man. Uh, Yes. Um, Liz Cheney has decided to draw a line in the sand, and we're about to find out in cues in the news what that got her. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. Uh, What it got her was expelled from leadership in the Republican Party via a voice vote that was conducted today because Republicans are gutless cowards. Yeah, so for for the folks at home who might not know, what does voice vote mean? A voice vote means it's not on the record. It means that literally what happened was the guy running the vote said... All in favor say aye. And a lot of people said aye. And then he said, everyone opposed say nay. And then everyone (laughs) said nay. And then he said, the ayes have it. He just declared that the ayes were louder than the nays. So we're good. We're all set here. For real? For real. So they did not go like up and down the list and being like, Representative Fuck Moron, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, the QAnon supporter. They didn't have them go up and down the list and say aye or nay on each uh, person on Cheney being expelled. They literally just got in a room and said, everyone yell at me. And whichever yelling I deem louder wins. So they just battle the band's rules? Like, yeah. <laughs> right. What? Right. That was exactly uh, what happened. They- well, I mean, it, w- it was a foregone conclusion that Liz Cheney was going to lose this fight because yeah. the, the, the Republican Party are a bunch of like weak, spineless cowards that are all just sort of trying to curl up as best they can around Donald Trump's feet. But, uh, you know, so I'm sure that the eyes were were much louder than the nays. However, uh, the fact that none of them had to go on record to do it is like really important because it means that like, you know, when this blows up in their face because Donald Trump is a is a shitty bet, uh, there's not going to be as much paper trail to point to to just be like, oh, remember that time that you like kicked out woman who might be running for president at some point, Liz Cheney? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, one of your better hopes for like a candidate that could actually be in the middle and maybe pull some votes away, like a a Republican moderate, a thing that I really don't think exists anymore because they just pushed her out. Yeah, it's really like you are banking right now on a guy who in a month is going to be 75 years old, is grossly overweight, uh, had all kinds of weird uh, cognitive issues on the campaign trail to the point where he was bragging about passing dementia tests. So this whole Biden has dementia thing is just absolute projection of of Trump's weaknesses onto his opponent. Uh, Well, unfortunately for the country, Joe Biden is 100% projection, holographic projection, because that's not a real man. He's a hologram. (laughs) He is a reptiloid. Reptiloid truth. Team Reptiloid. You can get at us on Twitter. If you think Joe Biden's a hologram, you talk to L. If he's a reptiloid, you talk to me. Vote. vote. Let your voices be heard. 
this is the battle, the battle that we must be fought between the two branching paths of conspiracy madness. Or the third option from Ghost Ezra is that uh, Joe Biden is actually James Woods. James Woods is wearing the Biden suit. And you shut the fuck up. No, nope. shut. That is not real. It's real. It's real. This is this is literally Ghost Ezra's theory is that James Woods is playing Biden as the president. And then when Trump gives him the ghost sign, he's just going to rip the Biden mask off. And be like, Booyah, James Woods. There you go, everybody. This was all just a little fun, little scare the, thing. The actor, James Woods, yeah, the actor, James Woods, the like proud pederast, James Woods, a hashtag Amber Tamblin. Uh, that guy is now secretly playing the president, according to the biggest QAnon promoter out there that is not on actual television like Michael Flynn or Lynn Wood. OK, hold on. James Woods is 5'11". How uh, Trump claims to be 6'3", is... but he's not really 6'3". He's like 6'1 with lifts <laughs> and shoes. Joe Biden. Donald, Trump, Joe... Donald Trump claimed to be 6'3 at a tight 180 pounds. Yeah. Joe Biden's six feet tall. Wait, is James Wood in a Trump suit or a Joe Biden suit? He's in a Joe. He's in a Joe Biden suit, but I was. I was. We just, we, we just started riffing because it was much more entertaining than listening to your noisy ass keyboard Google searching people's height. I, well, I so the height checks out. You can fudge five eleven to six. So there we go. I, Pla- this all checks shoes. out. Sergeant Sergeant totally nailed it. This all checks out. Yeah, we got there. everything. <laughs> everything makes perfect sense. I don't know what I thought you were going to say on the pod today, but it was not that a disgraced actor is wearing a president suit from like party city and is now leading the nation and making a lot of decisions that they don't like. I Oh man, if, if that's really blowing your mind, let me remind you that we got there in our first news item, newsline item, which is Liz Cheney getting voted out of the party. So we, <laughs> we got to all of this by talking about Liz Cheney ostensibly like, yeah, <laughs> pr- pretty much at the top yeah. of the show. We're 15 minutes in and then boom. Yeah. Oh Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it never stops. It never stops. The waterfall of crazy it just constantly washes over you. Uh, I mean, so you have now you have three competing theories: hologram, reptiloid, James Woods. I mean, let's put a pin, like... let's put a pin in that and get back on topic. Like, so <laughs> yeah. what, what ramifications does this Cheney thing have for uh, for the the party that it is dividing? Uh, allegedly, right now we are being told that up to a hundred Republicans are about to like issue an ultimatum about. Uh, this whole Liz Cheney big lie thing being promoted. Okay, when you say up to 100 Republicans, what do you mean? Senators, representatives? We don't know. It is this nebulous headline that I'm reading everywhere. Yeah, that sounds Uh, real clickbaity. Yeah, it's just, if you do a Google search for 100 Republicans, the Washington Post headline where 100 Republicans are vowing a GOP civil war. Here's why that's a good thing. NBC News, more than 100 Republican former officials that doesn't mean anything. Former officials, who cares? So there is this talk of basically uh, the Republican Party having a split over the big lie, which is this is like basically what happens when you embrace Donald Trump and you embrace conspiracy theory bullshit. It never stops. and You just have to keep doubling and tripling down. Back in 2012, when Donald Trump was leading in the polls as the Republican primary field as a undeclared candidate, he was beating Romney. He was beating everybody else. He was beating them on the strength of him being a birther. He was like in 2012, he was like, you know, I'm looking into this Obama thing and I don't think he's legal to be president. And this whole thing that he was born in Kenya, looking kind of shaky, looking kind of shady. And 
and, and then all these people would run up to various Republicans and be like, hey, Senator Cruz, hey, other dude, when, in 2016 when Trump was actually running for president. And they'd be like, Trump's a birther. Are you a birther? And they'd be like, I got to watch my dog and just run away or mm. whatever. So you, when, you, when you get in bed with a dumb conspiracy theorist who won't stop spouting bullshit, you get left holding the bag for that shit all the time. And okay, l- let me interject here with, with some some fact checkery uh, because I, I I looked into one of these articles to to make us seem a little more on the ball about this shit. Uh, so Miles Taylor is the one who's organizing the thing. Uh, he was a Trump era Department of Homeland Security official. Uh, he apparently also anonymously wrote a book condemning the Trump administration. So, oh, he, he was nice. anonymous. Oh, oh and, and he, he's, he's anonymous. the author of both the book and the 2018 New York Times op-ed article. I think we all remember that article. So this is the guy that wrote that oh, bombshell back in the yeah. day. Uh, and then, according yeah. to him, and this is a uh, this is what he is saying according to the New York Times. Uh, the list of people signing the, this is a direct quote from that New York Times article. The list of people signing the statement includes former officials at both the state and national level who were once governors, members of Congress, ambassadors, cabinet secretaries, state legislators, and Republican Party chairman, Mr. Taylor said. So, uh, yeah, I, I guess I guess this this, this group of one hundo uh, is actually some pretty salacious shit that we'll hear more about tomorrow. As of this, that's I, actually exciting. I like, hope, I hope they have any punch. I hope they can do anything to actually provoke a GOP civil war based on sanity versus insanity. Because that's what this actual conversation is about. This is literally, are we going to become the party of QAnon or are we going to be the party of sensible reality-based racism and tax cuts for the ultra rich? I mean, that's, I mean, there's not a lot of good in the Republican party, but at the very least before uh, January 6th and whatnot, we had an, a basic agreement on reality, and we had a basic idea that elections were a good idea, and if you win, you win, you lose, you lose. <laughs> and after January 6th, it turned out that reality was completely uh, optional, and you can believe whatever you want to believe, and democracy is very negotiable. If we don't like democracy, we can just end it because reasons. Mike, that's why we have Cyber Ninja. They're in Arizona. They're doing the Lord's work. Tell me about Cyber Ninja. I want to know. So uh, what's currently going on in uh, Arizona is Cyber Ninjas is engaging in this massive phishing expedition for stuff that should not be in their purview. Uh, they have the ballots. They have all this other. They have all the other machinery. Well, none so, of this should be in their purview. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh God, no. The, yeah. the name of the fucking company is Cyber Ninjas. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, no, no, they shouldn't be within ten miles of any of this stuff. But they. This yeah, is the, no, this, no one should hire someone that whose company name is something I would use as an AIM username back in high school. I'm a cyber ninja. Oh, God. Uh, So what they're doing right now is they are claiming they need access to the routers for these machines in order to see if they were online during the election to allow the deep state to manipulate the vote totals via Internet hacking and whatnot. Will you? Right. Uh, Right. Checks out. and, And what has been proven repeatedly is that these machines were not connected to the internet during the election. So this is a dead end. There is nothing to this. They have no need to go through this stuff. However, because this audit is just a giant fishing expedition and these people just want to generate 
the uh, the the look, the in appearance of impropriety, and that there's something not on the level about this election. They're now screaming and yelling for these frauders, which, uh, according to the Maricopa County Sheriff's Department, uh, could get, uh, allow uh, people who get access to them to have access to people's social security numbers, uh, potentially their criminal records. There's all kinds of dangerous and highly sensitive information that could be on these routers if Cyber Ninjas was allowed to have access to them. And again, I don't know if you should trust Cyber Ninjas with fucking anything, much less uh, people's social security numbers and their private information. I know. Cyber Ninjas should not have access to my or anyone's PPI. Like, that's just basic. They don't need that. I know they stopped them. They wanted to go door to door. And bang on people's door and you're like, is this your ballot? Did you vote this way? And they're like, no, that's called intimidation. You can't do that. Like, this is out of control. Genuine. Yeah, this, yeah, the, the whole point of this is I saw uh, one QAnon promoter saying something to the effect of, if you libs don't, like, let us do these audits and prove this election was on the up and up, then you're, there's going to be hell to pay. You already stormed the Capitol. Like, right. And, and but the thing is, is that you will never be happy with evidence that shows that you lost. If we went over all the ballots in Arizona and Biden won by the exact same vote count that they said he won by originally, then you're going to go over the ballots with the UV light to see if there were fingerprints on it. And if there were fingerprints on the ballots, so people actually touched them and they weren't manipulated by machines or whatever, then you're going to investigate the cardstock to make sure that the ballots were printed the right way. And if the cardstock comes out right, then you're going to investigate the ink to see how they were printed. They will never... You're going to look for bamboo. Got to find that sweet, sweet bamboo. Yes, they're going to look for the bamboo that was was in the containers of these ballots that were shipped from China to America as one of the guys in charge of this audit actually said was a Wait, thing. Wait, is, is that as racist as it sounds to me? Because I heard that too. Sounds- they're looking for they're, they're looking for bamboo particles because the, the ballots may have come from China. It's just like... Wow, yeah. that is we, bananas they're racist. Like, they're like, yo, we got some super tasers in here. We're going to look each ballot to see if there are any traces of General Gauss chicken on these ballots. And if there are, the boy, howdy, the, the, we, just, we just lit this candle. So just so dumb and racist. Yeah, it's it, and it's such a it's such a dumb thing. The, the guy, even after he said it in like a later clip, he's like, I don't know if that's true, but I hey, we got to look at everything. E- even he realized how dumb, racist and bad it sounded right after it escaped his mouth. And he was just like, oh, shit, how do I try to rein this back in? And it's like, you can't, buddy. What? You're working for a group called Cyber Ninjas and you're worried about bamboo on the containers of the illegal ballots from China. I saw the ballots get loaded into a van and they took it to a Panda Express. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just it's just all that kind of clown shit. Uh, Anything they can do to stoke these fears and all of this kind of just absolute nonsense, xenophobia, that the Chinese stole the election from us, that Biden's enthralled to Xi Jinping and just all of this, all of this, all this stuff. And then and then it gets again, it gets into covid and it gets into the fact that this was a Chinese bioweapon that was unleashed upon us. Uh, We had that argument between Rand Paul and Dr. Fauci yesterday where Rand Paul was basically saying you funded that Wuhan lab and you made them attack a 
us with this bioweapon that was your design. Isn't that right, Fauci? And Fauci's like, no, no, you're out of your fucking mind. What what is wrong with you? Are you actually a sitting senator? And Rand Paul's like, America, yeah, idiot. You're a terrorist and I hate you. And America was longing for Rand Paul's neighbor to show back up and to give him wood for again. We definitely shouldn't have term limits for sense. Wasn't Rand Paul a punchline a while back? I can't even remember why. Uh, for everything. Uh, his neighbor beat the shit out of him, like broke many of his ribs, uh, put him in the hospital. And after it happened, like both Rand Paul and the neighbor wouldn't talk about what happened or why he caught a beating like that. It was very bizarre. Uh, Rand Paul's whole life is just one endless joke. I mean, he's the son of Ron Paul, uh, crazy conspiracy theorist. Alex Jones' beloved nut job in the House of Representatives and whatnot, will you? Uh, he is an optometrist who couldn't pass the optometrist uh, exams in order to get certified. So he created his own certification board and certified himself. So uh, he, what? yeah, he's a he's a real piece of work, that Rand Paul. He but, also, uh, which uh, way you, the E's were going? You yeah. don't really hear a lot of uh, a lot of people named Rand. You know what I mean? You, you feel what I'm saying? Like, Rand. It seems like you've only really heard that name in one other place, if I had to guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, weird. Yeah, that, that is, yeah, good old Randy Paul. Uh, I believe that his legal name is actually Randy, but for some it's reason. It's Randolfer. Oh, Randall. Yeah, Randall. Randallfer. Yeah, Randallfer. Randallfer Rand Paul, which is just, I mean, just leaning a little too hard into it, as it were. I mean, it's just. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. boys, I'm here to tell you, I've become sad. Ellen has announced that she will no longer be doing her show after 2022. We're coming into the end times. You big uh, Ellen fan there, Sarge? I, I'm the a Ellen huge show. Ellen fan. I love it. When she scares her guests with jump scares and when she talks over her guests' interpreters. I loved it when she launched the koosh balls into the audience. That I was a big fan of that too. I remember when she first started launching koosh balls. That was Rosie that, that wasn't that Rosie O'Donnell on her show? I was trying yes. to make a goof. Okay. That was my joke, but then you confirmed that it happened on Ellen and I was just like, wait a minute, they're also average. I, I was, Maybe I got that wrong. <laughs> I was yes anding you. <laughs> see that's uh, the problem that, so so yeah so obviously the ellen show really sticks out our minds. we really love it oh god our, our collect- seared into our, our collective consciousness i really love uh, the part where she told people that they were not the father <laughs> <laughs> i like it when she opened al capone's vault yeah so oh god so uh, i like to what she was named donna <laughs> <laughs> oh jesus okay so what's actually happening with the ellen show <laughs> yeah yeah so what's actually i mean what's actually happening can't hold the candle to what you, what we've come up with so so I, I guess just sort of circle back on the thing i said earlier so what yeah, the fuck El- is happening on the ellen show why would we possibly be talking about it on this QAnon podcast so uh she has declared uh due to not due to declining ratings or the fact that all those stories came out about her uh the work environment on her talk show being toxic and terrible and that all the producers were abusive dirtbags. Uh, she just said that it's no longer a challenge for me. I'm not, I'm not feeling it. So we're going to, we're going to call it a day here. And Ellen has always been one of QAnon's most uh, hated enemies. What? Um, really? Yes. They really hate her because she's a daytime talk show host. So 
probably all their boomer parents watch Ellen and seeing what is kind of like a mainstream lesbian who just like does her thing and no one cares about her sexuality and America is just cool with Ellen. It just, They're all just jealous because they weren't in the audience when she gave away all those free cars in that very famous episode of that show that is hers. <laughs> oh, if, if she'd given all of QAnon cars, we wouldn't be dealing with QAnon these days. That's on you, Ellen. You could have snipped us in the butt, but you, you failed us. You failed us in the most brutal way possible. But, um, what happened with uh, this is that she's always been just kind of a mainstream uh, person that they find fault with and they really hate. And uh, always she's the one that they find photos of and they try to put an ankle bracelet on her. They always try to find a way to show that she's eminently about to be arrested. She had... Um, a lot of uh, coronavirus lockdowns um, going on. Uh, she had all the old videos when the, when COVID was big and, and people were like looking around trying to find the secret clues and her hidden messages. And after Tom Hanks got COVID, Ellen did a thing where she was like, hey, Tom Hanks, you got COVID. We feel really bad for you. And we're all uh, wishing the best for you. And we all hope it works out and you get well soon. And everyone's like, she's sending him coded message onto the crack because she knows that Tom Hanks is in custody and we've got him now. And Hanks is about to give up the goods and all the rest of them. And she's trying to, she's begging him, <laughs> she's begging him not to do it. She's begging him not to turn state's evidence on him. And, uh, and it was just this endless, uh, like just LARP about all of the things in her house. There was like a big uh, thing on her uh, kitchen table or dining room table. There was a bunch of keys and they connected those keys to a documentary about child trafficking. And they were like, Ellen's confessing to her crimes. Here's proof of it. Look I mean, in their defense, they, they're simply falling for the same trick that like, you know, a bunch of Americans have over the years, which is the trick of believing that Ellen is interesting. I, I I never understood the appeal of Ellen even a little. I like <laughs> strip away the fact that she was I, like sort of pioneering lesbianism and trying to normalize that. Like, and she really had nothing going for her. So I've I don't watched know. exactly two episodes of Ellen when I was at my family's for Christmas. My cousin's wife put it on, and I was like, "Oh, this is like good daytime television. It's perfectly fine." And then when all the crap came out where maybe Ellen wasn't a jerk, but she was definitely out of touch. And like everyone who worked for her, like kept her separated and was awful. Like that wasn't surprising at all. What I absolutely believe that Ellen was a jerk. I mean, just look at her. Just look at her. Look, look at those eyes. She's got the eyes of she's got the eyes of a sociopath. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. I, I'm, I'm afraid that Ellen is going to transfer her soul into a My Buddy doll and uh, start going on a murderer's rampage. That's right. That was a Chucky I'm just reference. Baffled that, <laughs> I'm just baffled that QAnon thinks Ellen is relevant enough to give a fuck about. Like They really care about the talk show hosts. Ellen and Oprah drive them up a wall. I mean, there was uh, also during the COVID lockdowns, there was like a big thing where Oprah was trending for being arrested because like some guy who was like literally like Joey Bag of Donuts was out in front of uh, Oprah's house and was like, yeah, I'm here in front of Oprah's house and uh, they got all this shit out in front of it. They don't want to tell you what's going on, but I know what's going on. She's being raided. The FBI is in there. She's going down. We know what you did, Oprah. And this is it. 
So chickens is coming to roost. You best believe it. And it was all over like Twitter. Like it was like, it was, there were like four different trendings. It started with, it started with Oprah. Then it was like, damn Oprah. Then it was like, why Oprah? And it just kept happening. And every time I would see one of these things trending, I would like reply to it with a dear, anyone following this trending topic, this is QAnon bullshit. Please dial it back and come back to reality. And there was it was a really wild night of just being on social media and listening to people freaking out about Oprah getting arrested for child trafficking. I'll stay with me here. Do you want to be so famous that crazy people show up at your gates and talk about the crap on your lawn and why it means you're being arrested? Or you just want to be the level below that? Uh, no, I'm cool. If I get like, if I have the, if I'm that rich, I can afford like a private security team or whatever. Let them be crazy in front of my gates. But to step foot on my property, you know, they're coming right for me. <laughs> then but you get to stand your ground. Yeah, I'm going to stand. Uh, well, not me, but the people I hire to stand my ground are going to stand firmly on my ground on my behalf. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just, I'm just blown away by this. I can kind of understand Oprah. Because she's been so influential for so long, but being obsessed with Ellen is still just like curdling my brain. This is supposed she... to be a, this is supposed to be Sarge's job now, but I'm going to steal it for this one. Uh, speaking yeah, of women it. who are barely relevant in the media anymore, but somehow <laughs> like relevant to the discussion about QAnon, what's going on with Caitlyn Jenner? So uh, our dearest uh, friend, uh, Caitlyn Jenner, uh, has uh, dipped her toe into the uh, California recall election, as it were, mm. uh, offering herself up as the uh, Republican opposition to uh potentially gavin newsom because like now california's recalls are not a uh thing where it's like do you want uh gavin newsom replaced by this person yes no it is a first line which is um do you want gavin newsom to be recalled and then the second line is if gavin newsom ends up being recalled uh, do you? Uh, who would you like from this smorgasbord of candidates to replace him? And so, like, uh, what's what well, the problem here is is that there's going to be like fifty odd people running as the replacement. For... Oh, and Caitlin is already pulling terribly. She oh. is getting hammered. Oh, Everyone yeah. hates her. Everyone. Oh, yeah. She, yeah, she doesn't actually have a constituency. I mean, that's the big thing about it. Well, I mean, QAnon can't possibly hate her. She's a Republican. QAnon has to love Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> uh, yes, that would be exactly where QAnon has landed on this issue. And by that, I mean incredible burning hatred and transphobia of Caitlyn Jenner. And anyone who supports her is literally not a Republican, not a conservative. You are all excommunicated. You are all thrown out, much like Liz Cheney, for the crime of supporting a minority that at this moment in time, there are enough Republicans who think it's okay to publicly hate that person exclusively for them being that uh, kind of minority. Like nowadays, if a, uh, if, if a black person was running as a Republican for an office, Republicans couldn't attack them exclusively for being black. They couldn't be racist on that level. They would have to find other ways to dog whistle it. When it comes to Caitlyn Jenner and QAnon, there is no dog whistling whatsoever. It is just avowed out and out transphobia. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, they're constantly calling famous women trans 
And I, there's no way they square that circle with Caitlyn Jenner. It doesn't matter how Republican she is. No. I think we call this level of whistling regular whistling. <laughs> yeah, this is just whistling. There's no dog. Yeah. Involved. <laughs> oh man, the, the, yeah, that, that's what we, did. we that's what we need to do. We need to we need just to just fucking, we need to make headlines and just be like <laughs> Republicans whistling at Caitlyn Jenner and just watch their heads explode. Like, what does it mean? Stupid articles imply that I want to have sex with with that thing. No way. I'm a real man. Show me some pussy. I knew Caitlyn Jenner was going downhill quickly when she she came out and said trans women shouldn't be allowed to compete in sports in high school. And then she went and competed in a women's golf tournament. And it's just like, what? Yep. It's just the way it went. Rules for thee, not for me. That's just the way Republicans operate. But uh, our boy uh, Pepe Lives Hypocrisy Matter. in my Republican Party? I don't believe it. Yeah. No, no way. But uh, Pepe said, uh, how to tell this movie is truly, is truly becoming weird. Caitlyn Jenner sounds like the most sane politician in California. Laugh emoji. Now, you can tell this is just a silly little joke where a guy is saying, look, I don't support Caitlyn Jenner. And we all know why I don't. But hey, California liberals, waka waka. Yeah, the, the implication in the post is that Caitlyn Jenner is crazy and is just less crazy than libs, waka waka, or whatever, you know what I mean? Or less crazy than other so-called conservatives. I knew this movie got crazy when a guy dressed like Tatanka stormed the Capitol with a spear. Wow, did you Google Tatanka or was that off the dome? No, that's off the top of my head. That's an impressive one. I mean, I don't think a lot of people would remember Tatanka, and I'm sure Vince McMahon would love for everyone to forget Tatanka. <laughs> There's a lot of wrestlers Vince McMahon would like people to forget, but the Iron Sheik keeps calling himself the Iron Sheik, so here we are. No, oh, yeah, but but at least we at least we got an incredible punk band out of Iron Sheik. <laughs> I would think that uh, most people would have gone with like Chief J Strongbow there or some more, more old timey uh, Native American gimmick that was probably uh, kind of offensive, as it were. No way, gotta no. go for the one that was close enough to have like already been well known offensive while it was happening. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Also, he was he was the one who was big in wrestling when Sarge was still watching wrestling. So uh, I, I have a decent knowledge of the stable of wrestlers from when I was actually watching oh, wrestling. Yeah, a, little, a little IRS, a little doink action. <laughs> <laughs> and Dink, his small person assistant, like slash partner. Yeah, Tatanka and Dink were around back then. That's It was a whole different mm. thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I watched Rowdy Roddy Piper in his heyday. Oh, that, that gold dust. I mean, gold dust's like whole gimmick was just being wildly mm. queer coded and everybody hating it. Like, oh no, he's after my genitals. <laughs> <laughs> Undertaker, when he was an actual supernatural entity. Uh, and and not just a dumb, and not just a biker, yeah, yeah, <laughs> not just exactly. a Kid Rock reference, yeah, yeah like, not, not just a biker who was just a, an, an an angry guy going through a middle aged crisis. Cade, back when he was still a, a fucking supernatural figure and not mayor of a town, yeah, not the libertarian <laughs> mayor of a town. Oh, uh, <laughs> um, did, hey, I mean, we now have like two guys in the WWE Hall of Fame who've held elective office: Donald Trump and Kane. It's great. This is awesome. This is our world. But uh, uh, speaking of our other elected official, potentially, uh, Caitlyn Jenner, uh, after Pepe's wacky joke, uh, here are some of the replies to Pepe. Uh, Pe- a delusional psychopath, Bruce, will always be Bruce. I'll take what DNA says for 400, Alex. 
I would gotta love, love some good old fashioned dead name. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and a Jeopardy reference. Could you imagine Alex Trebek spewing that sort of vitriol? Absolutely not. Alex Trebek was a fucking was a treasure. You keep <laughs> you put some respect on that man's name if you bring him up. You yeah. fucking ghouls. Uh, this is just every word out of my mouth here is offensive. This is why we have a content warning here. Uh, Rod, Rod with a Q instead of an O in the name Rod. Uh, Christian cross emoji. Australian flag emoji. So uh, you Christians in Australia, you've done yourself real proud here, mate. Uh, his name is Bruce, you cuck, is a reply to uh, Pepe from uh, Rod here. These are fun. I don't know. I don't know if we necessarily need to do any more of these, yeah, yeah. but these are great. <laughs> no, I mean, no, well, the last one actually isn't very bad. He's just uh, we're still not All taking. Right, this is your last one? Is it? We're done. Uh, we're still not taking this abomination seriously, no matter how much polish the acting skills and how much money the other perverts invest in the new figurehead of their filth. <laughs> so, uh, Ludwig von Beethoven. You guys, we, we're all in a video, obviously a video channel together. And it's just as Mike is reading those, we, me and Elle just getting more visibly nervous. I don't think we're getting canceled, but it's just like, God, these are really yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just, Like, we have a content warning at all, but it's still just like, you know, I, I didn't like it when I read it on Twitter. And I don't like hearing it out loud even less. Or yeah, I, I guess I don't like it even more, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah. do like it even yeah, less. Yeah, <laughs> we're not calling you out mike no those oh, are just uncomfortable oh yeah i i'll i'll, I'll learn the, i'll be better about where the line is uh that was that was it just this is this is where they are and this isn't even like just quote-unquote just QAnon. uh torba the guy who runs gab he is saying this shit all the time like and, and then he turns around and complains about trump not being on gab and he is just all over this. If you support Caitlyn Jenner, get out of the Republican Party. I hate you. I hate everybody. Uh, Nick Fuentes, the little Holocaust denier, that piece of garbage. He's on this exact same thing. All of these people just just full of just hatred about transgendered people in a way that is it's going to be like it's going to be like so awesome in 20 odd years when this stuff is just as offensive as racism against black people and anti-Semitism is, it's going to be so much more socially unacceptable in the future. And for anyone to think they can get away with this stuff is, it just blows my mind. That yeah. I, I like the general direction we're going. I think most people are becoming more accepting, but it turns out crazy conspiracy nuts are not. And speaking of crazy conspiracy nuts, our notes here say Lynn Wood screeching in the blind darkness. So I don't know exactly what this is about. Yeah, that was uh, me taking some creative liberties because I'm I'm also not sure what uh, Lynn Wood has been discussing this week. But that seems to qualify for most of it. So give me give me some Lynn Wood news. So Lynn Wood right now is uh, he's he's literally what you just said. He's howling in the wind because his opponent, Drew McKissick, for the uh, chairmanship of the um, South Carolina Republican Party. McKissick has figured out that there's no benefit from dealing with Lynn Wood at all. Lynn Wood is a crazy person who is going to call Drew McKissick a pedophile if they ever got in the same room together. I mean, that's Linwood is basically what would happen if you let a QAnon promoter run for public office and have to stay in the limelight for more than a month. 
he just melts down into this. All my enemies are pedophiles and that's why they hate me because I will expose their pedophilia and their child sex trafficking rings. It's just this total incoherent gibberish from this like this guy who, again, the Georgia, the Georgia bar asked him to take a mental uh, health evaluation because they think he's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And he and he decided not to, right? Which is like a pretty good, like you know, it's just like I'm not, I'm completely sane. What are you talking about? They're just like, <laughs> hey, would, would you like to take this very simple test and maybe take like a couple of hours out of your day to just sort of like you know verify that for us and for everyone so you could validate yourself? And he's just like, no, no, I, I will not be doing that. Yeah, breathe into this tube real quick. No, yeah, yeah. like like well, yeah. If, if if you if you were in a position of power and, and somebody was just like, hey, can I just get you to t- take this test of a thing that like you were like inc- like if somebody was just like, imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, L, we need you to do this wordplay test. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Test me. Let's do this thing. (laughs) Come on. What what, do you need me to come up with some puns off the top real quick? Like, how are we doing this? So I feel like if you felt like you you were playing to your strengths, you wouldn't exactly be avoiding the test. Yeah, Lynn is avoiding the test because he's not well. Uh, There have been a lot of people that have worked with him in the past that have been like, yeah, Lynn's uh, not in a good place. Lynn is in a bad place, as it were. And on top of that, uh, this uh, a hopefully quixotic campaign to win the South Carolina Republican Party chairmanship, which uh, is coming to a culmination in three days on the 15th. Ooh, we're going so to we have... get an update by next week, we yep. should know. On Saturday, we're going to find out if, uh, again, if we're going to have kind of sane, rational Republican Party or absolutely totally embracing QAnon Republican Party uh, starting on Saturday. But uh, because of the fact that this election is now merely days away, uh, McKissick has adopted a strategy of just running out the clock. He will not engage uh, Linwood. He is just doing his own campaign far, far away from Linwood and trying to make sure that a majority of the 870 people who have a vote vote for him instead of Lynn Wood uh, come Saturday. Now, there's been some talk that uh, they don't have the ability to do this uh, meeting in one place because of COVID protocols and stuff like that. 
So they're talking about having like satellite meetings where like a couple hundred people gather here and then 50 gather over here and this, that, the other thing. So Linwood is freaking out that the machines they're going to use to transmit the votes to headquarters could be evil dominion or smartmatic machines that could tamper with this vote total. Oh man, I hope he comes out against dominion. Dominion has shown itself to be very litigious and... God, I just want the lawsuits to come and like actually bring some penalties to these people. Yeah, so uh, Lynn is Lynn basically wants the entire uh, 870 person Republican uh, committee here or the party apparatchiks, apparat as it were, to show up in one room, preferably maskless, and then just cough and breathe on each other all day and uh, hope it all works out and they elect him as the leader of the party. And then hopefully 10% of them aren't dead by the end of it or anything That's like that. That's easy. It's easy. Just, yeah, Just get them all in one big room. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of on board for that. Let's do that. Yeah. So uh, this is this is the thing about this. That is this is uh, kind of the this is the canary in the coal mine. This is what the Republican Party has to look forward to all across the country in 2022 is what happens here. Because if Linwood wins, well, now the South Carolina Republican Party is controlled by a crazy person who believes in QAnon and actively uh, touts, endorses, and supports the bullshit of Q. So that's good. That's a very- It, it works so great for Marjorie Taylor Greene. She just, they haven't been able to recall her, but they have stripped her of basically all responsibilities save for her vote on the floor. Uh, and the, the and the the real question is going to be what does what do they do in Georgia with the redistricting? Do they do they do they just phase her district out? Do they move her district to a more liberal area where she couldn't win? What uh, what because I mean there's all kinds of like finagling that a party can do, or does the Republican Party go hey Marjorie doing a bang up job? And they leave her district untouched because it's like a Republican like plus thirty district. It's an incredibly red district. Hmm. Uh, I remember because I was kind of like a shadow advisor to the guy that was running against her, Kevin Van Ostal. Uh, Kevin was touting a poll that had him in the 40s against Marjorie. And people were like, I don't think that's true, Kevin. I think that's a little wishful thinking funny. Imagine losing 59-41 and people being like, wow, I can't believe it was that close. I mean, so like, that's how bad her district is in its current configuration. So she's... She's hey, the, Georgia has no bro- voting problems. There'll be no gerrymandering. Don't worry about it. Oh, well, the, the, well, the, them re- rezoning her district could be net positive for everyone in this instance. Like yeah. if they just have to get her her crazy ass out of the uh, out of power or whatever, because they can't force her out, then they might have to they might have to just cut her district up. Yeah, that's I mean, that's kind of like what I'm hoping for, because the thing that makes me laugh so much about this is uh, I followed her rise to power pretty closely. And the day before she uh, got top two in the Republican primary, because as everyone who follows politics knows, and the reason why we have two Democratic senators from Georgia in the Senate right now, and why we all got our Biden bucks a few months ago, was because in Georgia, if you don't get 50% or more of the vote, you have to go to a runoff where you actually do get 50.1 or whatever to clear the bar and win a clear majority. And Marjorie got like 45% of the vote and a guy who was literally Marjorie, just not the QAnon, but a dude, he got like 15%. So they had to have a runoff between the two of them. And the day before that primary happened, her uh, ties to QAnon came out the stuff she was saying came out. It was all on the record. 
And that runoff between her and the guy went for a month. They took a month for that to happen. And no one stepped to her. The, the GOP leadership, nobody was like, hey, let's let's kick this guy a couple million dollars. Let's get rid of this crazy lady. She's she's not good for our brand. Everyone's <laughs> like, nope, Marjorie's still fine. Not going to lift a finger to get rid of her. The only uh, possible way to stop her is to have a Democrat beat her in the general election, which is going to require literally hell freezing over because that's how blood red this district is, that even a QAnon nut could potentially win election here. And that's what happened. I mean, so to, for anyone to think that the Republican Party is looking at QAnon and being like, oh, no, this is a big problem. We got to we got to dial this back a little. They're not. And the main reason why they're not doing it is because Trump is a QAnon believer. Well, well eh, I mean, yeah. we'll, we'll see tomorrow. Like, we'll we'll, have, we'll know more about this next week when we talk, because, you know, again, there, there, there is supposed to be this powerful group of 100 Republicans, like, yeah. trying to save the soul of the party. And uh, we'll, we'll have to see how, how much juice those people have. Like, when that list of names comes out, if it's a bunch of nobodies, then whatever, who cares? But if they've got some real muscle, like, in, the, in that pocket, you know, it, it's not exactly like they're immediately going to wrestle the GOP back for the precipice of madness that they're on. But uh, any sort of cracks in that foundation are, like, good for the good guys, right? Like, yeah, like, yeah fuck it. Let the yeah, GOP turn, the into, turn into, like, three or four different splinter groups that all believe a varying degree of QAnon nonsense. That would be great for Democrats. It's like all you guys have to do is put up a united front and you're going to win. So, uh, yeah, we, we've gotten to the point where we now have uh, evil GOP and hideously evil GOP uh, having been divided from uh, the uh, the er GOP, as it were. I, I hope for anything. I hope that we find out that there is an ability to bring uh, this group uh, back to sanity. I want uh, I want to believe that. If Joe Biden won re-election in 2024 and Republicans controlled the House and the Senate, they would let him be president instead of being like, we reject all these electoral votes when we make our guy the president. Eat a dick, America. That That's about as likely as the president ripping off his skin suit and revealing these James. I hope so. God, I hope so. I am. <laughs> I have so little faith in the Republican Party right now. The skin suit is a little less plausible to me, but that's it. I mean, it's just I I don't think these skin, people really skin suit for life. I reptiloid James Wood don't care. Skin suit for life. <laughs> I just have no faith in the Republican Party and their uh, embrace of democracy. I do think that if something like that were to happen, that like literally every business leader of every Fortune 500 company would go to the Republicans and be like, now, now, boys. The, the, the plebeians, the, the proles, they like their uh, democracy. You have to let them have it. So yeah, it's, it's like, hey, Republicans, you know it would be really, you know it would be super bad for business, an actual civil war. You need to fucking cut the shit. Oh, that'd be great. So I think it's about time for Sarge's semi-reoccurring check of how long has it been since a, the last official Q drop? And it is 155 days. There's been no content from q for 155 days yet still they well, unless you count out. anything that ron watkins has been posting yeah. especially recently well, <laughs> yeah well. The, the, the run and on drops uh oh god the r drops we could call them the r drops yeah i i live for the r drops because those are the q drops He's and the fact that he is so aggressively aping Riddler Q, he is just doing that. Not even a, aping. He that he is Riddler Q. And uh, yeah. I mean, he's just writing new Q drops. 
Yep, he's he and 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 again, this is um, they're just so totally enamored with uh, this dumb Arizona recount, and uh, that is that will probably be our first question in Q and A. Our listeners got questions, we got answers. It's time for Q and A. Our mailbag is so swollen this week that there's a chance we won't get to everybody's question, which is a, a, a good problem to have. But I wanted to mention it up top. If you ask a question and we don't get to it, sorry, we'll try to hit you back on the next week or when we can in the future. But please keep contributing your questions to the mailbag. Yes. So uh, Rand, Rand R., uh, who is not Rand Paul, allegedly, says, uh, mm. what is the current goal post, of, the current goal post of QAnon for the Great Awakening Storm or whatever they call it? So basically what their current payoff is uh for most people is that the arizona audit reveals unbelievable levels of fraud and corruption this triggers audits in other states enough of those states reveal that they um they were also uh cheated and that trump won an overwhelming amount of electoral votes and then something happens and this is basically where you get to the south park underpants gnomes section of the story where it's a bunch of question marks and then the end result is Trump is president again. Uh, you'll have like Mike Lindell, the My Pillow guy, screaming about how we're going to take a case of the Supreme Court and they're going to rule 9-0 in our favor and then Trump will be president again. And when you try to get him to break that down as to how any of that works, he can't do it. And I've actually seen some people say that the level of corruption in Arizona will be so bad that the military will have to step in and take over our government and reinstall Trump as president. So that is stunningly illegal. That makes uh, no sense. The military it's also is also just like a crazy thing for so-called patriots to want to happen in their country. They're just like, oh yeah, we can't wait for when the government overthrow like we can't wait for the military junta that happens. It's gonna be so good. Yeah, that, that sounds like a terrible idea. Also, again, I will reiterate, the in the Constitution, the United States military is not allowed to operate on you conduct operations on U.S. soil. It would be the individual National Guards, which are under the control of the governors of their states. And then each governor would it would just fracture again. It would be a civil war with like multiple sides. God. Yeah. Right. So but this is their this is the kind of the nonsense payoff of this uh, narrative that they have. This is their new storm where somehow this fourth recount done by totally untrustworthy dirtbags who will never in a million years take their evidence to court to show the corruption that they've uncovered because they oh, sure yeah. they, they get sure, it in alive. Oh, yeah. They know that shit wouldn't fly. Uh, they think that this is what's going to trigger uh, recount or audits or recounts in Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, uh, Nevada. There have been talk about New Hampshire. And eventually at some point, I, I saw some guy talking about how this Arizona audit is going to reveal that California went red. No, the whole point of this stupid audit is to cast further like doubt on the election so that this this shit is just going to be with us for years. We're never going to get rid of these idiots saying, oh, the election wasn't kosher because they're like, well, the Arizona audit was blocked. We'll, ne we'll never know. 
Oh, yeah. It's all about casting. Uh, it's about like weakening people's faith in democracy and undermining the integrity of our elections. I mean, that's the goal. But in QAnon world, it's actually reinstalling Trump as a dictator is the dream. He's too busy calling horses junkies. Yes. Oh, God. Oh, man. I mean, hey, it was my. I mean, hey, if horses didn't want to be called junkies, they wouldn't be shooting up all that dope after winning the fucking uh, Kentucky (laughs) Derby or whatever. The the former president cited that as an example of how the the country's going to hell in a handbasket because this horse is a junkie. And look what happened under Biden's presidency. Yeah, yeah. Horses are turning to the age in order to get through life now that Biden's president. It's shameful. Biden, I, can't, I, can't, I can't wait for the QAnon people to start just being like, yo, what sex was that horse assigned at birth? Let me, let's find out real quick. Like, what's what's going on with that horse? Take a look at that horse's genitals real quick. and Check that horse's T oh. levels right now. We need to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so all hopped up uh, on the yeah. horse juice. Yep. So thank you for the question, uh, Ran R. Uh, SM Chatter asks, uh, how does Q deal with continual revelations that Trump and Trump fundraisers are continually being uh, are continually being indicted for misusing their funds and scamming donors? Uh, the same way they deal with everything else. Sorry, I jumped on you there. Yeah, the same no. way they deal with everything no. else. When the it's just the deep state winning, the cabal just winning super hard. Yeah, they're just going to fucking ignore it because in order for any of their yeah. dumb bullshit to work, they have to ignore all reason around it. I mean, there's a there's a reason why it, like it's it's called a cult by so many people because it operates very much like a cult. Absolutely. Why the, why the goalposts move anytime they lose, it's because the cabal is winning and disrupted the plan and pushed the storm back. And anytime one of their guys is grifting, they either ignore it or it's more evidence of their insanity yeah and either way it's all part of the plan there's all the grand of- plan that that's the, the the foundations and tracks for which were laid long ago by who knows who uh and q was merely the prophet like showing us the path through the woods in order to stay upon the path which is the plan and all the bad stuff that happens is also part of the uh the plan is very complicated except when it's not part of the plan <laughs> yeah. and it's the cabal and then yeah Trust no, but at the end of the day, that's all part of the plan. You know, you, yeah. know, you just don't worry. The plan has got you. you just trust it. I, you just... I stole this one from Mike because I actually knew the answer. And it's that they don't. They never. If you don't face reality and everything is a lie, then it's very easy to square any circle. Yep. So uh, you guys covered that. I'm I'm pilling the two of you. You are becoming the experts now. This is the dark world we now live in. Oh, it's uh, very stressful. Yes. So uh, thank you for the question, SM Chatter. Uh, Chantel, with a million emojis, uh, asks, uh, is Ron Watkins still involved in the movement since the documentary came out? Has he ever admitted to posting his Q? And if not, do you think his ego will make him boast about Q- being Q at some point? Uh, sorry if this is a dumb question. Uh, he it, He's just posting his Q now. He, I mean, he's denying that he's Q, wink, nod, but... Yeah, I mean, so like the, the the real answer to this question, sort of memento style, goes backwards because, like, yes, during that Q documentary, he did get too giddy with the power of talking to a journalist about his involvement in Q that he spilled the beans, sort of revealing that he was Q uh, by like heavily implying that he was, and then winking and nodding at the camera while saying he wasn't. So now that he has sort of outed himself to anyone with two eyes attached to a brain as Q. Uh, his communiques have sort of become more Q-like. Like now that he's spilled the beans, it sort of feels like it has relaxed him to talk to his people in the way he used to when he was their prophet before he put on his disguise. Yeah, I will say that documentary did a great job of like 
unmasking Ron because my partner who gets all this secondhand from me, she was constantly asking, she's like, why do you think this Ron guy is Q? And by the end of the documentary, she just looked at me and she goes, oh, so he's 100% Q with his creepy ass life size Ray doll. And I'm like, yes, yeah, it's any anyone could see it. The Q just refuse Q and non refuses to recognize it because they can't recognize anyone is not like some robot super government robot next to Trump is Q that would break their brains. Yeah, that's I mean, that's pretty much all it is. I mean, it's just um, Ron playing the role of Q while pretending he's not Q, but Everyone, everyone knows what's going on, so it's all kind of an in joke at this point. Where Ron's like, "Hey, look at the way I'm talking. It's like you, isn't that wild? I mean, I'm not you, but hey." <coughs> so it's this just really weird kind of meta joke that you have to know all the things about QAnon in order to get it, which is kind of how the way these in jokes work. Put a raisin on it, so. Um, Hell yeah, put a raisin yeah. on it. We're never, we're never not it. putting raisins on it. We're, we're welcome to the Ants on a Log podcast where we <laughs> talk about putting raisins. Yeah. <laughs> it could be the, the, the like, can you can you do like a follow up in joke to an in joke and still have it sell with your crowd? <laughs> could, could, could put a raisin on it just become Ants on a Log with like an exclamation point. <laughs> Big 80 style font on like a hyper hyper neon pastel shirt. What's your preferred ants on a log? Cream cheese or peanut butter? Uh, I never knew cream cheese was an option. So fucking peanut butter. What are you talking about? <laughs> Actually, no. I, okay, I, I I can't cast I can't chastise you too much because uh, like my follow up question to you. Uh, well, well, okay. D- did you make ants on a log with cream cheese? Was that your thing growing up? No, it, it was made for me with that once or twice it it was a variation thereof it was that was the option you could make it with cream cheese mike have you heard of the such nonsense no no this this has been this has been traumatizing for me so i have no idea yeah this is like i I like i think i'm triggered right now is this what triggered is (laughs) uh no so but but i'm not gonna bust your balls about it too hard because i i would ask to you what is your preferred base celery or apple slice I think it's celery. Ooh, that's I, I didn't know, know you could. I've never had ants on a log with an apple slice. I just had see that, that was part of the reason why I didn't want to come down too hard on you for the cream cheese thing was because like not a lot of people have heard of the apple thing. But just the other day, I walked into my office and saw one of my associates putting peanut butter on an apple, and I was just like, "Hey, if you had raisins, you could make ants on a log." And she was just like, "I forgot my raisins in my car," so I guess I wasn't the only person <laughs> doing that. So here, this so is like we, the first time right. I. This is the Put a Raisin on It podcast. It's our podcast within a podcast where we talk to you about the hottest ants on a log recipes. Uh, and this week, our two hacks are try, you know, try cream cheese instead of peanut butter, and try apples instead of celery. There you go. This has been this has been Put a Raisin on It for this week. Until next week, I've been Put a Raisin on It L for Put a Raisin on It Sarge and Raisin in Politics. Have a good week. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned. Ne- come back next week where we talk about Waldorf salad. That, that sounds decadent. <laughs> So, anyway, thanks for whatever question we were answering. Is Ron Q and is he still talking to people? Okay, we actually Simple did answer. Simple answer, it. yes.
Yep. Uh, so, uh, Paste1312 asks, uh, what do you expect will happen after the Cyber Ninjas find fraud, even if it's not enough to turn over Arizona? Uh, they won't find fraud because there is no fraud to find. And uh, the whole Unless point- they, like, plant fraud, which it seems like is going to be pretty likely. Like, they're just going to be like, ah, oh, yeah, like, oh, it looks like you dropped this bag of fraud on the ground here, didn't you, pal? They, no, they, I've never they, seen that fraud in my life. They, David Xanatos from Gargoyle Style don't actually want to win. They want to lose and not find actual fraud and just say they did. And then they can say that they're being blocked from telling you the truth, a la Q. It's much easier to say people, the cabal stopping us from showing you the truth than actually find evidence of something that didn't happen. Exactly. Uh, Deport Gamers actually answered this person correctly by said pressure to do more audits. That's literally all this yeah. is. And, oh yeah, uh, I mean, no matter no matter what they find, I think they're they're, they're gonna be, there's gonna be calls for pressure for more audits. Like e- even if somehow they come away without trying to like plant evidence of fraud themselves or you know doctoring the numbers in some way, they're just like the cyber digits have correct have conducted their extra elite audit and have found no signs of fraud. The, the, that's not going to be the end of it for the Q people. The Q people are just going to be like, aha, well, we should turn over every stone. Like it worked here. To, it, we found out it was clear there, but so what's the yeah. harm in trying it everywhere? They're they're not going to do an audit here in Missouri. They're definitely where Trump won by a wide margin. They're only going to do it in the states where they want it. And that, oh, there's fraud in those states where Biden won. That can't be possible. It The, the end game just... It all falls apart because once you start getting more audits, that means you would have to actually audit the states where Trump. Oh, they just they just want they're just a grift. All it is. They just want more money. Oh, and, 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 and they don't even and they don't even want to run the audits. They want to just take money in to potentially do the audit. And a lot of these states, I don't think they're going to be able to do any audits in uh, like Pennsylvania or Wisconsin or Michigan where a Democratic governor can veto the attempt at an audit. And it's not going to get overridden. So that is even going to be better for them. If, if cyber mon- monkeys or, or God, I keep calling them that because of Ron Watkins. No, cyber monkeys work. Yeah. But if like cyber ninjas was like, we're going to Michigan and we're going to do an audit. You got to give us money to help start the audit. And they get like a hundred, they get a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars And then it's like, oh, well, we couldn't do the audit because the governor wouldn't let us. Waka waka, and they just pocket the money and run away. I mean, that's just how this works. But um, so Deport Gamers answered a question. They also asked a question, and that is approximately what percent of patriots do you think have gone out to uh, out of their way to read the Q drops? Uh, I would think that like the hardcore Chan people read all the drops. I think all the boomers. I'd say less than half. Yeah, yeah, definitely less than way under 50%. And so many people are into this, like into the theory and the mythos of QAnon without actually knowing where it comes from. Like uh, the yoga, the yoga health uh, influencers, pastel anon, like that kind of group. Those people just, th- all they hear about is child sex trafficking on Hollywood. They probably don't even mm. get any reference to Q or anything like that. Just that story is the story that they want to get out there that famous people are pedophiles and bad. And once they hit your, once they get those brain worms in your skull, they don't really care what direction you take them with because it can never lead to a good place. Once you're of the mindset that there are Satanists who abuse children and run the world, you're eventually going to go down some dark road and wherever you end up, 
they're fine with it because they really don't care about it. They just want the brain worms to spread because that's what makes them get more influence, get more uh, likes, subscriptions, donations, et cetera, et cetera. It just grows the movement in a dark, miserable, terrible way. And I mean, how many people that self-identify as Christian, like, do you expect to have read the Bible cover to cover? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. like, for, I for me, that say. number is really low. Like, like, I think that number is really low. And I, like, you know, it, it, it would be an easy point to try to score points on. But the, the end result is that, like, I don't think I don't necessarily think that every Christian needs to have necessarily read the Bible cover to cover uh, because the Old Testament is largely invalidated from the New Testament. I feel like the New Testament is the required reading. And the Old Testament is the cool prequel stuff. I tried years ago. I had a, a Bible. Bible and it was broken up so you could read the whole thing in a year and you would just read a section a night and it broke up it, because lots of it is very boring and is just to like build family trees i yeah hot take here big swaths of the bible are boring it is oh, yeah. hard it is not easy it's the same with the q drops a lot yeah, of them exactly. are right. insane nonsense yeah, I have to. And we only, we only made it through like what, like fifty of them or whatever before Q just became such a such a public thing that it made it made sense for us to transition the subject matter of our podcast. So, uh, like, but I mean, even even in just those fifty, there were a bunch that we were just skipping because Q was saying nothing, and then like having combed through some of the the larger. Uh, pool of Q drops. I mean, it looks like a lot of them are just nonsense. Like so, especially especially yeah. when you started to get lazy and whoever was manning the 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 Q terminal at the time was just like posting links to other things other people were saying. And it's just like, oh, you're not even mm. you're not even proselytizing <laughs> anymore. You're just posting a link like it's fucking Twitter. He 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 became an aggregator. He was like Reddit for conspiracy. He's like, guys, watch Hannity tonight. It's gonna be great. I mean, it's like Jesus. Come on, man. Put a little work in. I mean. Don't be don't, like the those last like uh, five drops he made. Like four of them were totally lazy, and one had a little effort. That <laughs> that was like the level of work he was putting in there at the end. Twenty percent effort. I mean, What's well, a cool Godfather three reference? Yes. So uh, I'm gonna go through our two Grand Inquisitors, and then we can see what we're we're at for time. Boom, uh, boom. Chairman Walkman asks, uh, has anyone reached out to Snoop Dogg in regards to the Gates divorce? If memory serves, Bill is quoted as saying, "Yeah, I know the homie Snoop." So uh, I have not heard if, I have not heard if Snoop Dogg has anything to say about the Gateses getting divorced. Because... Yeah, I didn't know that Snoop Dogg was tight with Bill Gates, but that wouldn't surprise me. You know, it is funny that they bring up Snoop Dogg, though, because the other day I was uh, watching The Voice in my preferred fashion, which is to say I was fast forwarding through everything that wasn't a performance uh, and then making my own decision about who was the best. Um, it works out most of the time. Uh, but anyway, Snoop Dogg was uh, on there as some sort of like guest consultant. And uh, that dude is starting to look old. It is like you could definitely see it around his eyes. He's starting to get some serious like lizard eye where it's like just sort of puffy all around the outside. So it looks like he's got like orbital sockets mm. that are exposed or whatever. It's just weird. It's like, oh, Snoop Dogg. Like, it's easy to forget sometimes that you're like 60 or whatever. <laughs> yeah, he's been around. Yeah, uh, the only thing that I see about Snoop Dogg is him getting mad at, uh, at Bill Gates over Xbox not working properly <laughs> because uh, he really wanted to. Awesome. Uh, he wanted to play his FIFA, as it were. I mean, yeah, Snoop Dogg uh, loved FIFA, his, and I think game. Madden too. Uh, like I, yeah. I, I remember they were they were they were doing coverage of an E3 at one point, and uh, they I think it was an E3, and they just like. They were just like, oh, dude, like the celebrities are out in force, like playing their games or whatever. The camera like was like 
you know, p- pulled over to Snoop Dogg, and it's like you know he's playing at a at a terminal, like playing one of these upcoming releases, just like anybody else would. But he's in the middle of the LA Convention Center, and he's still just got this enormous smoking blunt in his mouth, and like it's just like when you're Snoop Dogg, you just get to smoke fat blunts wherever the fuck you want indoors, LA Convention Center, around a billion people, doesn't matter. You just light that blunt, boy. You Snoop Dogg, whatever. Yeah. Oh, uh, I, I'm speaking of that. Uh, Short Shack Stack asks, uh, "QAnon vape juice review is coming when?" What? Uh, yes. Uh, oh, did you did L you not say that there was the QAnon time. branded vape juice? <laughs> no, I've been on Twitter today. I th- I think somebody did the legwork and like the flavors are supposed to represent the colors red, white, and blue. It was like like blue raspberry and then like That's cherry dumb. and then some other color or whatever. But yeah, like an actual Q- like QAnon branded vape juice, and uh, you know like. I don't, I will never review it because I don't vape unless there's a, a little something extra in it if you catch my drift. So talk to me when it's a, talk to me when there's a little THQ in there and I'm not talking about a sound, a sound system and uh, maybe we'll talk. <laughs> I I will, if given the opportunity, review last podcast on the left branded weed. Uh, I'll, I'll just say it out loud, but. That is not something I'll have an opportunity to do anytime soon. No QAnon vape juice. Thank you. Uh, so uh, sadly, that doesn't appear to be forthcoming. Uh, our other Grand Inquisitor, AIS Millard, asks, uh, what has been the worst development so far in the post-Trump QAnon world? Um, I it would, still exists. Yes. Yeah. The fact that it still exists. <laughs> Uh, the fact that we're continuing to promote the big lie, uh, the fact that I have to go on Telegram and see that there's a random flat earther anti-Semite called Ghost Ezra that has over half a million followers or whatever. I mean, just seeing the popularity of these clowns and they're not even like really even staying close to the source material. They're just sort of like, Q is great. You also know who's a little bit misunderstood? Hitler. I mean, it's just... L's answer is probably right. Storming the Capitol is definitely up there. Well, That's... that wasn't post-Trump, as it were. So, I mean, he, Trump was around for 14 he years. Was, yeah. Trump was, uh, he, was still, he was still around. He, he, was, he was lame AF, uh, but, you know, he was, he was still kicking it in the office at the point. So uh, that doesn't really count. We'll we'll just have to wait for we'll have to wait for the next insurrection to to be the next yeah, low that, point. That I keep, is still I keep seeing, developing. I keep seeing all these all these proud so called patriots on Twitter and tele or Telegram or Gab or whatever you know filtered through my Twitter pages. People repost on them so we can do our collective dunkings. Uh, talking about you know how they just gotta they just gotta ta- tear down this uh, this government that they don't like so much. And I'm like, hey man, you've got you've clearly got guns. You were white people in America, so go go nuts. <laughs> And uh, he asks, have you ever done knitting? Do you enjoy it? Uh, I have not done knitting. My mom enjoys knitting. She got into knitting because she said, I'm an old lady. I have to knit now. So she started knitting. It was very weird. She was like, I need to fulfill my stereotype and achieved it. My mother does quilting, not knitting. Aha. So there we go. Do, no, do I've never knit, knitted knit in my life. Quilt? <laughs> no. Knitting has the two big metal needles and you use yarn. You sew a quilt. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, uh-huh. see, so obviously not a not not a knit, not a knitter or a, qu- a quilter over here. Wow, yeah. that yeah. was a tangle of words that I was not expecting to be as difficult <laughs> to do back to back as I thought. And when I got into the middle of it, I realized what a sticky wicket I put myself into. <laughs> <laughs> I watched you like stumble through it. It was pretty great. I was just uh, like, so oh, but I was like, a- oh boy. 
So uh, we have one final question from friend of the show, Molly, who says, uh, us Canadians don't really get why Tucker Carlson is so bad. Most of the Tucker is a jerk things we get are from like two years ago. So can you give us a quick rundown on why Tucker's terrible? Uh, the answer for why Tucker's terrible is that he's a white nationalist. I mean, that's really what this comes down to. He is awful. And uh, he basically does everything he can to like smooth over the rough edges of, of what, what nationalism is. He attacks multiculturalism and all that kind of stuff by being just sort of like, uh, hey, uh, multiculturalism, is it really good? Is diversity really a strength of America? And all that kind of stuff. He just works really hard to be like, you know what? Uh, is Western European values or Christian uh, or Christian Judeo values really bad? And all of those statements are just literally saying, are white people bad? No, they're not. White people are good. Non-white people, not so good. I mean, John, John Oliver did a whole episode on him and how he literally interviewed the leader of a, a white supremacist group and they watch Tucker's show once just to enjoy it. And then they watch it again for talking to the white White supremacists literally use him to learn and gather talking points. Uh, so John Oliver did a great episode on him back a, uh, not quite a year ago in July. One of Tucker Carlson's lead writers, it was found out, had a secret account on Twitter and uh, other places that he would use to post wildly anti-Semitic and racist uh, items. And he was he resigned because he was going to be fired. But that like just shows the tone and Tucker. No, he was Tucker's guy. Like this was Tucker's preferred go-to writer. And he just was out there posting racist shit, like, and not covering his tracks very well. Yeah. And also don't forget that allegedly uh, Tucker Carlson and Matt Gates kept getting kicked out of youth gymnastics performances. <laughs> so. Tuck, Tuck, <laughs> wake up, Tuck. Tuck. I mean, I, I don't I, like I'm no, I'm no journalist, so I don't have any sort of confirmation on that. But I have heard it from, uh, you know, some sources, let's just say <laughs> the most trustworthy of sources, immaculate sources. All righty. So, uh, thanks for the question. Uh, I think we're going to go ahead and drive drive this old boat out of these choppy waters because it's been sort of a punchy <laughs> episode. And uh, we hope that you're enjoying listening at home or in your vehicle or while you're on a jog or wherever you want to consume this here podcast. Uh, if you'd like to keep supporting the show, you can do so in a number of ways, some of which are cheap to free. And those ways are just telling a friend. If there's anybody you think might enjoy our special brand of nonsense, go ahead and let them know. If you're already supporting us by listening, it would be helpful if you go ahead and give us a five-star review wherever your podcast is being provided from. Uh, if you have a little bit of dough and you'd like to support us financially, you can do so by visiting patreon.com slash poker politics. As we mentioned at the top of the show, we've started doing bonus content for people that decide to give us uh, $5 or more. Anybody that donates at least five bucks uh, gets access to our bonus content, including Cabal and, and the Foulest Deed. Uh, and, you know, so if you've, if you've got a little extra money in your pockets, you can go ahead and slip it our way. And uh, on top of getting all that bonus content, you will be shouted out uh, here on the podcast like our two newest beautifuler babies, Ken L., and Turbo Teen reference, uh, which is a great reference to the show. Turbo Teen. Uh, 
Yeah, everybody loves a little turbo team. That's why we have a clip of me just shouting that at the top of my lungs. Well, the top of my lungs relative to what a podcast listener would be willing to tolerate in their headphones uh, without suing us for destroying their <laughs> precious, precious ears. Uh, if you have money and you don't want to donate to us, you can go ahead and donate that and do a little good in the world by uh, traveling over to love146.org and putting it in their can, so to speak. Uh, they help uh, deal with child sex trafficking stuff, uh, you know, the way that QAnon claims that they want done but won't lift a finger to do themselves. Uh, real quick, you can find us on uh, social media. You can find the show at Hellworld. That's H-E-L-L-W-Q-R-L-D. Get it? Because we're a Q show. Uh, you can find myself and Sarge at Hellworld L, walk, spelled walk, the walk. same way, and Hellworld Sarge. Uh, respectively, and you can That's find me. our expert Mike Rains on Twitter at Poker Politics. Our intro song provided by DJ Minimal Effort. Our content warning provided by the lovely at FrostyVO on Twitter. And uh, one last thing to shout out. Uh, Sarge and I have a pop media podcast that we do on the side. And if you'd like to hear a little more of us riffing on pop culture and the stuff that we have been consuming, uh, you can do so by listening to the Binge Wordy podcast. That's B-I-N-G-E-W-O-R-D-Y or by following us on Twitter at Binge Wordy, spelled the same way. And uh, unless either of my co-hosts have anything to add, that is going to be it for this week. So for another successful episode of the Adventures of Hellworld podcast, I am Hellworld L, signing off for Hellworld Sarge and Mike Rains, a.k.a. Poker Politics. Good speed, patriots. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.